Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Jay Vass. This is the Jay Vass Show. Got my co-host with me, Mr. Lucky. What's up, man? What's good, players? What's up, partners? Partners. Man, um, so on today's show, we'll be talking about this crazy weather that shut down Houston and part of Texas for two days. Um, no work, no school, and a lot of shit got canceled. Uh, we'll be talking about... Um, we have the story on a 41-year-old man that got attacked by a bear. And uh, we'll be having a special interview with uh, my homeboy, Smooth Vega, out of Fort Worth, Texas. I hope you guys enjoy it. And um, any words before we get started, Lucky? Yeah, uh, just uh, it's too goddamn cold right now. That's, that's, that's what I got to say. <laughs> Hell yeah, it is. <laughs> well, let's go, man. All right, let's get the show started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the JFAS Show. Welcome to the show once again. Um, we are. My mind went blank. Your mind went blank. Your yeah. mind, you know what? Your mind froze, bro. My mind froze. That's this how mother, cold. The motherfucking temperature ain't no joke. <laughs> that's how cold it is. That's that's how fucking cold it is. But um, yeah, man, it's 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 been cold as shit. Um, we are about an hour away from Houston, but uh, this is about as cold as it's been for. Fuck man, I don't remember when was the last time it was this cold. It wasn't like this last year, was it? No, but I think uh, a good two, three. It couldn't have been more than four years ago. We had similar temperature to where a whole bunch of shit shut down. There was ice all over the roads, and uh, like, I, it was it was about two uh, two days worth of uh, people not going to work. And like this year, we've gotten snow. Yeah, it got cold as shit last last two days, and uh, we don't we don't know how to act down here. You know, and the thing, the crazy thing about it, this year has been snow and fucking cold as fuck. But I remember last year having two days off from work because of all the freaking rain and, and it and flash floods, but bro. I was about to say the cold because I know it was cold, maybe like this kind of cold, maybe twice last year in the beginning of the year. But that was it. It was it wasn't it was nothing like this. No snow. I it, I, I was barely below freezing. Hell, that's crazy, man. What what was the temperature uh, yesterday morning? Like eighteen degrees. Seventeen here in Belleville. <sighs> crazy hell, nah. It, it was colder here than it was in New York. Just. That's that's how fucking cold it was. That's wild as fuck. It was twenty four degrees in New York, seventeen degrees here in here in Texas. I got a homie that's from Illinois, dude, and he he he. Uh, I met him recently, a coworker. Uh, was it a homeboy or a coworker? Well, coworker slash homeboy. Shout out to if my boy Tanner. If he's listening to this. He's like, what the fuck am I? Right. I thought we were cool. What are we, bro? <laughs> <laughs> nah, shout out to my boy Tanner. But uh, he told me he's like, man, dude, I never thought I'd see snow in fucking Texas. I was like, shh. That's a trip, bro. And he's like, I never thought it'd be this fucking cold. I left in Illinois, Illinois to get to warmer weather, and it's fucking cold. Yeah. I mean, just uh, when was it in December, my cousins came from uh, Massachusetts, and they, they were talking about, you know, we, we came, and it's, it's, it's cold up there, but we were not expecting this kind of weather down here. Uh, they wanted to go to uh, South Padre, hmm. and I, actually, I think they went, but I mean, I don't think they stayed out there for too long, so the wind, and it was cold as shit. You know... And talking about how cold it is, bro, uh, 1989 was the coldest it's been 
uh, record temperature for for the Houston area, not for Texas, because there's been there's been like negative twenty three somewhere in Texas before. What's um? How many years is that? Nineteen eighty nine to today. What is that? Twenty seven years. That's a twenty seven years. Eighty nine. See, I was born in eighty seven. Oh, twenty eight. My bad. Twenty eight years, dog. Twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Damn. I was born in eighty nine, so you know what I'm saying. And you, boy, you didn't. <laughs> Born in 89, you didn't even know the math. Shit. How old are you? You're 28? Yeah. Oh, young ass nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the 80s, bro. The 80s yeah. was crazy, baby. Uh, 80s. <laughs> I'm 87. I'm fucking... I don't even want to say my age, but do the math. Um, But yeah, man, like, we, we fucking got shut down for two days. No school, no work. Um, Well, at work, they, they... We got a message from work, and they told us, um, you know... Use your own judgment. If you feel like you can make it, make it. But if you feel like you're, you know, you feel like you're in danger, don't even risk it. Shit. I feel like I was in danger as soon as they said that. I was about to go in. There's a lot of people that actually got on the road uh, the first day. Uh, I actually left the house in the morning uh, about to drive to work. I didn't make it, but like a freaking, not even a mile. There's a curve near the house. I slid across that motherfucker, bro. I drifted around that bitch. I was like, oh, shit. At first I was like, all right, this is cool as fuck because now I got a reason to call in. But then it got scary when, once I started drifting into the opposite lane. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I hope there's nothing coming. No, I'm really calling in. Right? I was I mean, scared. I mean, you see how they shut down 290. Um, there was, like, I don't know how many wrecks they said. There was 18 would have flipped over. Uh, just just in a, uh, in a less than a 10-mile uh, span from... What is Prairie View to Hempstead, Texas, there was 11 accidents, dude, in the morning. 11 accidents. 11 accidents, just in that small little patch. So I could imagine how things were turning up in the city and, you know, everywhere else. It's just, uh, I was scared, like, for people that are getting on I-10, because there's places where it, it, it bottlenecks and gets real uh, narrow. Hell, fuck, no, you ain't going to catch me on I-10. I mean, because, shit, we, we, like I was saying, we don't know how to act. We don't know how to drive in this weather. Our, um, the supervisor where we work at, he was talking about uh, no big deal. I mean, I come from Wisconsin. I know how to drive, motherfucker. Like you, no shit. You know how you used to this shit. Mm-hmm. We're not. Like I ain't. I hell no. I ain't never driven in this weather. Last time I was driving when it was fucking cold as shit and raining. That's when I totaled my car. Damn. I wasn't about to do that shit again. Yeah, fuck that. That's what my brother said. Uh, Cause I worked with uh, a couple of my brothers. He was like, dude, fuck that. He goes. I'm not finna pay a deductible because, you know, I, I ran off the road and hit a guardrail or some shit. Fuck that. I'm staying home. I was like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Be careful, bro. If you do get on the road, try not to, though. See, that's why, like, when I see those memes on Facebook about managers be like, that's pretty fucking accurate. Motherfuckers don't give a damn. They, they just, shit, they want you at work because they need production. Like, motherfucker, I ain't finna put my life in danger for no damn couple hundred dollars. That's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Shit. I, so, so what'd you end up doing? You stayed home, just chilled? Hell yeah, both days. Even yesterday when it wasn't all that bad. Netflix and Chile, or you were just hanging out by yourself? I was just hanging out. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, because for all my players out there that stayed home and they ladies stayed home, you know what I'm saying? Netflix and chill like a motherfucker. About to make some babies. Shit, that means they're going to be born when? When would they be born? Nine what, months? January, so that'll be in October. October babies? October babies. So while, while it's snowing outside, this is all you hear? That's all you hear, huh? <laughs> Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. Sound effects and shit provided by iTunes Music. No free promos. Hashtag no free promos. Hey, man. Um, so our weather here is crazy. Um, weather in Florida. I, w- I wonder if Florida ever gets this fucking cold. 
That's a good question. I mean, I know they get cold, but I doubt they get this cold, right? I don't know. I know they it gets wet out there, like hurricane season and <laughs> shit. But I don't. I don't get so wet. <laughs> but I don't know about. I don't know. I don't know about the cold actually. I was reading. Um, I was reading an article about Florida. It was a 41 year old dude that got into it with a bear. Guess who won? Polar bear. It was. I don't know what kind of bear it was, but yeah, the bear whooped his ass. This motherfucker said he came outside, and uh, it was like eleven o'clock at night. First of all, what the fuck are you doing outside eleven o'clock at night? Well, he was he was about to go um, let his dog out so his dog can get some fresh air. You had all fucking day for your dog to get fresh air, and you're gonna wait till eleven o'clock at night. Was this a white dude? Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> so he said he came out and his dog growled and, and he fucking took off back inside the house. So being who he was, he said, and this is what I read in quotes, I wanted to see what scared my dog. There he goes, going to investigate. Like, what the fuck? If my dog barked and ran inside the house, I'm running inside behind my dog, bro. I'm throwing that motherfucker out just in case. <laughs> sacrificing my dog. Right. For my own, you better protect me. For my own safety. <laughs> so he said he came out. And um, he saw three big shadows, so it was three bears. God damn! A polar bear, a grizzly bear, and a black bear. I, they were all black, I guess, because they were all. It was dark. Oh, you know what it was? It wasn't a fucking polar bear. It was a cola bear. Co- what the fuck? Oh, Coca Cola. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Free promo. Oh, free promo. <laughs> Hashtag no free promos. Um, so he he swung at this fucking bear. What? He swung like. What kind of drugs are you on? Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Dog. And then to top it off, um, I mean, obviously the bear went off on his ass, so he ended up with 40-something stitches on his face. But uh, he said after, after, he, you know, after he got his ass kicked by the bear, check this out. He went inside and went upstairs, and he went to wake up his 7-year-old daughter because he didn't want her to be scared. Just just pause for a second there. Imagine his mangled face. And he didn't want her to be scared. She probably thought he was like a fucking serial killer. Didn't even recognize him. <laughs> this is the kind of shit you see in the movie. Like, yeah, I woke up my daughter because I didn't want her to be scared. No, you should have let her fucking stay to sleep. You went in that room with a fucked up face to wake your daughter up that she's in fucking, I don't know, Peacefully dreaming about some nice right. shit, and then she wakes up to your fucked up face. That's crazy. That's funny as shit. Like <laughs> that's some stupid ass shit. That's what that is. But um, but yeah, it's the shit people do, man. Like I didn't know there were bears in Florida. Me neither. But apparently they said uh, it was the first time in forty years that a a bear had attacked a person a person in that area. So it doesn't ha- it doesn't happen a lot. It's not a common thing, obviously, but it wouldn't have happened if this dumbass wouldn't have swung at him. Maybe andaba pedo way, and it wasn't even a fucking bear. It's like a gator or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, are you drunk? <laughs> are you drunk? <laughs> Man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> that, that threw me off. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, uh, no, nah, I'm just fucking with you because of uh, all it, the swamps and the uh, Everglades. It made it made sense for a second. Then I was like, no, like no, it doesn't. <laughs> a bear would have took his legs out. A bear. I mean, a, see, you fucked me up. Fucked you up. A gator. I didn't fuck you up. The cold weather fucked you up. <laughs> the, yes, <laughs> the cold weather. 
Blame um, everything on the weather this week. Yeah? Why are you late? But you know what? My weekend, I was looking forward to, and now the weather fucked it up. Because I had two days off, but now I got to make up a day. You know what I'm saying? Same here. Fuck but it. see, I feel like this is like when kids... You know how if kids miss school because of uh, the weather or or whatever reason they cancel classes, they got to make up for it at the end of the year? Yeah, they extend the year. That's some bullshit. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, same thing with work. Like, it wasn't my fault. I feel like we should get paid because it's not our fault. But you know what? Kids get more time off now than we did when we were in school. What do you mean? They get more days off and shit, dude. Well, like, when do they get off? Like, when they get their... Uh fucking thanksgiving break and all that shit it's it's a little longer than what, what the fuck we had no shit yeah yeah man i don't even pay attention to that shit no more all it's my, like all my parents out there tuning in if you uh jump on our facebook page let us know what you think about uh the time that your kids get off compared to what we got back in the day like i man i remember wanting to grow up so bad and now that now that you mentioned this i remember being excited about being off in the summer and then being off during Christmas and, you know, Thanksgiving. And now it's like, that shit don't matter no more. Mm-mm. A, a couple years ago, I got pulled over, speeding through a school zone. Blew straight through the school zone. You know what? It didn't dawn across me because I used to wake up so early in the morning that I would never have to interact with school buses or, you know, the, the, the speed limit uh, dropping. Uh and I was hauling ass to the hospital because I had busted my my uh, my pinky in half. I was rushing to the hospital because I thought it was broken. Had to have stitches and whatnot. So when the cop asked why I was speeding, I said, man, look, I'm, I'm injured. I'm trying to get to the hospital. And they were like, well, you just blew through a, uh, a school zone. I said, you know what? I never travel through here in the morning at this hour. So I had forgot all about school, honestly. Just get so caught up being a grown-up. Being a grown-up. <laughs> man, it's... I miss I miss being young. I ain't gonna lie. Like, not just young, but being in school young. Just so no responsibilities. Your only responsibility was being fucking cool, bro. That and that wasn't even that hard. <clears throat> now I can see. I I didn't even have a job till I was in um my senior year, and that was because I wanted to. Like I wanted to take my girl out to eat and shit. So I was like, fuck that. I'm gonna get a job. Um, my first job was at Popeye's. Uh, my friends used to work there, so I wanted to work there. Shout out to my boy Taboda and my boy Gary. So they were telling me how easy the job was and, you know, it was good money, man, $8 or $7, whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? I want to work there. So I applied, got hired. My first day in there, I walk in there, I'm all excited, like, shit, I'm going to, you know, work with my homeboys, it's going to be fun. Shit, motherfucker sent me to the back to wash dishes. Damn. By myself with a wall in front of me, no interaction with the outside world. Ah, oh, that's fucked up. Solo dolo. <laughs> Hell yeah! And the funny thing is, I only worked for like an hour. And you quit? Hell yeah! I'm gonna tell you why. So um, I was back there washing dishes, and then uh, they tell me to go get a new box of chicken from the freezer. So I go back there. Shit, they didn't tell me to wear non-slippery shoes. I go back there in the freezer, and my knee buckled. And bam! On my ass, chicken all over the floor. No, but check this fucked up thing. So they were cleaning the floor. So it had like soap and shit on the floor. They had no wet sign. And the chicken just slipped around all this dirty soap. And they put it back on the box. Um, and they threw it on the fryer. God damn. 
Shout outs to Popeyes in in Waller, Texas. Damn, I used to eat there, and I'm not gonna eat there no more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when I got up, uh, my knee was fucked up, and the guys like, sit down, sit down. I said, sit down. Fuck that. I quit. Bro, no, man, just just calm down. You just in the heat of the moment. No, the fuck, I'm not. You got me washing dishes, and then I fell and fucked up my knee on the first day. This is too much. I would have stuck around, dog. You could have probably got some money from that. I was young. Yeah, dumb. you know. I was young, dumb, and lazy. Damn. Shit. Yeah. Well, at least you 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 had a positive reason for wanting to make some bread back then. Uh, the first job I ever had was at McDonald's, and I was probably 15, 16 years old. And uh, I got the job because I was a fucking hoodlum and got in some trouble. And uh, I went to court and shit, and I was being a little smartass to the judge. And the judge was like, are you going to pay for, for all this, Mr. Garcia? Because I'm pretty sure... Uh, your mom's not going to w- want to pay this. And I said, my mom ain't got to pay for nothing. I said, man, I got money. Boy, oh, really? Child. And my boy was next to me, dog. My boy was a little punk because she was like, do you want to pay? He's like, no. She goes, okay, I'm going to give you communi- community service. Yes, ma'am. When she asked me if I wanted to do community service, I was like, nah, I'm cool. I'll pay for it. Mr. Badass, you know what, what? I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so there I go, uh, busting ass at motherfucking McDonald's to pay off all this bullshit, you know what I'm uh, saying? The uh, one in Hempstead? Yeah. Okay. Just- I almost worked there once. Damn, we could have been co-workers, bro. What year was this? Mm, 2005? Boy, stop. We would have been co-workers. Damn. I, I applied there, and I, I wasn't mentally prepared to have a job. So they told me I was hired. Went in there. told me I was hired. I show up tomorrow. I said, okay, what time? They said 4.30 in the morning. So at that point, my brain said, fuck this place. And But I didn't tell them that. I was like, oh, okay. And what am I going to be doing? They're like, well, you got to get here early so you can clean the parking lot. And my head just said, fuck this place again. Hey, no lie. We used to sweep that bitch in the yeah. morning, dog. Like, sweep all the cigarette buds. and You're going to sweep the parking lot, clean the bathrooms. I said, fuck, I don't know how to sweep. Like, hell. And then in the... Dog, it would, imagine being outside if it's this fucking cold. At 4.30 in the morning, sweeping the parking lot. Hey, legit, I did that shit. <laughs> so I told him, yeah. Uh, the next day came, I never showed up. Hey, shout out to my homie Chivo out there from Waller, Texas, man. We became friends because of McDonald's. We were enemies, and we became friends. Ah, we were enemies, my yeah, child. Yeah, it's a story I'm going to save for one day on the podcast. I'm going to fuck the world up with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh shit. Um... But yeah, I almost worked at, at McDonald's. So, so they really had y'all out there at four thirty in the morning, no, ma- no matter what the weather was. Yeah, bro. Uh, quick little cup of coffee and get your ass outside, motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't. I said hell no, nah, not for. I think they were paying like six dollars at the time. Hell, I don't even remember what I was making over there, but it couldn't have been a lot. Yeah, I said. I said hell no, nah, fuck this place. Uh, Actually, it might have been less than six dollars. It might have been like fucking like five fifteen or something like that. It might have been. It might have been. Um, cause from there I went to Subway and Subway would pay me like six fifty, and within six months at Subway I was making like seven fifty. Shit, if you made eight dollars back then, you was baller. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Cause whenever I went to, uh, I went from there. Well, I started off at six fifty at, at uh, Subway, and I was so reliable. I didn't even have a car, but somehow I was reliable. And apparently I was a hard worker. I w- I went to go look for a second job at a movie gallery. What was it called? Oh, the video zone? No, no, no. The one over there next to Walmart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what the fuck that was called. I think called. it was Movie Gallery. It might have been Movie Gallery. And when the owner of Subway found out that I was looking for a second job, she said, well, how much are they paying you? I said, $7. I'll pay you $7 if you stay here. 
Damn. I said, okay, cool. But then, uh, shout out to Mr. Walker. He came in there one day. And I, well, actually, they pissed me off at Subway. And I quit. And I walked next door to Brookshire Brothers and got hired the next day. Damn, that's what's up. Like a boss. And uh, speaking of uh, of jobs, I have a have a homeboy. Um, he says that sometimes he goes to jobs that are hiring. He applies and goes to the interview just for shits and giggles, just to see if they hire him. And once they call him and says, hey, you're hired, he tells them, oh, I found something better. Um, and he, he says he's never really had that many nine-to-five jobs. So it's, I guess he does it just to check if he still ha- has that new employee swag or something that companies will hire or whatnot. I guess um, to see, uh, I guess like communication skills, to test, to test his skills, you know what yeah, I'm saying? To see yeah, if he's... To, to stay sharp, I guess. Huh, that's what's up. Um, matter of fact, we were able to catch up with him um, last week. Uh, we gave him a call. Uh, he is from the Fort Worth area. Uh, he is not a local artist, and he is not a promoter. It's motherfucking smooth Vega. So let's uh, play the play the interview that we had with him last week, and uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Joining us now, it's a good friend of mine. Been knowing him for about 12, 13 years now. Um, Something like that. He's one of uh, one of the people I've actually, you know, put my pride to aside and told him I look up to. And um, without further ado, man, Smooth Vega, what's up, man? Man, I'm over here in Los Angeles right now, man. I feel important right now. You know what I'm saying? It just sounds cool to say some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, we out, we out here. From yeah, from yeah. Fort Worth, Texas, all the way to Los Angeles, man, handling business. Man, yes, sir. That's what we're doing. We're handling business right now, man. We got this uh, came out here to meet up with some agencies or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just uh, you know, trying to trying to keep on building, baby. You know what it is. You know, I've been doing this for a long time, and people don't really realize how long I've been doing this for. Obviously, you you know the history. You know how long I've been putting that work. So, you know, it hasn't been overnight, but hey, that's what we out here doing. Try to keep the needle moving, you know? Keep on grinding. Yes, sir. So so for the people that don't know you, man, or, or, you know, give us a quick background on yourself. Who is Smooth Vega? Man, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm half man, half amazing. Uh, <laughs> I do it all. <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously, my history and my come up was as a recording artist, as a rap artist. That, to me, is what I'll always be at heart. That's what and why I am who I am as far as, like, the music, the passion, why I got in it. You know, it was always about the music. So started making music at an early age. You know, I was uh I was in recording studios as early as thirteen, started recording as early as fifteen, started Man. putting out little projects around the neighborhood at seventeen. I'm about to be thirty three years old, so at this point in my life I've been doing this more so than you know, more than half my life. Yeah. So you know, started as a rapper won a lot of awards locally, had a lot of success regionally, got an opportunity to do shows nationally, and I mean, dog, you know? I mean, I remember... That's where it started, man, and then, you know, just kind of transitioned into the entrepreneur state of mind. Like, I don't think I ever had it... Yeah, I, yeah. I don't think I've ever had it to the point where, where like, it wasn't a, a goal of mine or it wasn't a situation of mine where I always knew I was going to do more than just rap. I think even you knew that. <laughs> yeah. I operate I operated different than everybody back then and for the most part I still operate 
from everybody but uh man like i always tell people like i was just telling here my co-host mr lucky i was telling him i was like man one of the things i always remember about smooth vega man is he's he's always been grinding man like he ain't afraid to put his shit out there put it on people's face um i was telling him the story man i see see if you can you know tell us the story right quick the the one you told me about when you used to work at jack in the box that's one of my favorite stories okay a lot of people don't know that story all right so i haven't really had any jobs in my life as far as like nine to fives but one of the first uh jobs or the first job i ever had when i was 15 years old i got hired on a jack-in-the-box and then i and then when i was 17 <laughs> i got another job at jack-in-the-box and that was around the time i was trying to flip my cd so i went over there and <laughs> i started flipping those jumbo jacks to get my studio to everybody up and then finally i got the money to, to finish it up and i released the cd and when I had the CD, I had just launched my website. So this is 2002, bro. You know, this is uh, 16 years ago now. I was, <laughs> I was in high school. Yeah, man. I was writing. <laughs> what I used to do, man, I used to wear, because, you know, I was working there during the winter. So they would let us wear hoodies at the drive through So I would wear a smoothvega.com hoodie. And, and on the back of people's receipts, I would write smoothvega.com, on, and I would slip a CD in some of those... Uh, some of those number twos and those number threes. <laughs> you know, so it was always pretty cool, man. But, man, it's just a funny story, man. And, like, yeah, you know, I was like, like, the people that do know, they're like, man, y'all know nothing about hustlers, bro. We were the oldest push, you know. And, uh, yeah, man, I was uh, I was definitely putting it in the face when I was working at Jacket of Box. And I actually met a producer. I actually met a producer at the drive-thru where I was like, he's like, I want a chicken sandwich. And I was like, I, you know, whatever. I gave him my CD. And he's like, oh, you rap? I'm like, yeah, bro, rap. He's like, yeah, and that's that's how I got connected, man. But yeah, bro, that's that's where it started, man. I, I, I used to I used to hustle uh, on the clock, and even whenever I got older, and I eventually got another nine to five, bro, I would always hustle, bro. That's just who I am. That's, that's all I know how to do, man. Like to me, it's all about visibility. Visibility creates opportunities. The more you put your product in front of people, the more chances you give yourself to win. Yeah. And so, even though I was younger, and I didn't really understand what I was doing, I didn't realize that I was promoting on the clock, or I was, you know, it was a conflict of interest, or you know, fucking Jack wouldn't like what I was doing. I was like, I don't give a fuck. I was just trying to promote my music as a youngster, and I didn't know any better. So it was dope, bro. But and see, that's and a you, funny story, man. I've never really shared it with you. It's <laughs> funny that you remember that. Yeah, man, that's that's one of my favorite stories. I always tell people because it seems like a lot a lot of these rappers are are afraid to promote themselves or. Or they don't believe in themselves, and that's one thing that I know about you. You've never lacked confidence. It's always been like you know who you are. Like you ain't afraid well, to put it on people's face. Yeah, I mean, nah, bro. I mean, I, I appreciate those compliments, and I think there was a part of me for a long time where I was just fearless. I, I didn't really know. Like to me, I used to live by the rule of ten, right? So, like, if there's a million people in this world, ten thousand people are gonna like you. You know, over a hundred thousand people are gonna like your music, whatever. You know, for every for every 10 people, one, you know, one person's going to like your music. And so I just felt like, you know, when I was younger, I would throw the Hail Mary and just whoever caught it, caught it. But I knew that if I put my, myself in front of enough people and if I put my product in front of enough people, and enough people saw me, 10% of the people are going to are gonna like me. You know, like I said, there's a, you know, for every million people, for every 10 million people, one million people are going to like me. And I just need to find who those people are. And I always try to put myself in a position to do that, bro. And I don't think that I was ever... Uh, I never really, I, I wouldn't say that I realized that I was confident because it never occurred to me that I felt like I was confident. It never occurred to me like, oh man, you know, I think I'm this, I think I'm that. I was just, I was confident more so in the product uh, presentation 
because at the time that I was coming up, not a lot of guys had a website. Not a lot of guys had professional artwork. Not a lot of guys were were spending and investing money the way that I felt that I was investing money. And yeah. I think the same thing could be said for you. Even whenever you did a video with Coast, you know, you really separated yourself from a lot of these other guys. You know, that's just the little subtle things that you have to do to ensure that people take you serious. And for me, that was one of the main things that I was trying to do to kind of separate myself. So I, I got a lot of respect because I was just fucking bold. I didn't give a fuck, bro. It was just like. I was like, look, man, I would go to other people's chat rooms and forum boards and to the forums. fucking websites and fucking social media, Mihantis, Pixel, uh, MySpace, whatever, bro. I was in everybody's fucking inbox. I would copy and paste a generic message and tell people to log on to my website. I was just, it, it, it was just a different era. Like, I feel like in 2018, uh, social media and the internet has made it so fucking easy and made artists so fucking lazy that, you know, yeah, it's 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 better because you can be a lot more self-efficient, but I think people aren't as, as direct. And because there's so much more going on now versus when we were coming up and when I was coming up, I think that uh, it's just a different... Uh, people interpret it different. And, but and, uh, it was, man, it was a unique time, man. And one, one of the things you just said um, earlier was, I remember when we, you know, when we first started promoting on the forums, it was the Dope House Forum, uh, Lucky's and Chingo Bling's Forum. And uh, you're right, out of the the group of the people that, you know, we used to chat on there, you were the only person that was pushing your stuff with a website. You're the only one that had a legit uh, CD cover. Um, like I said, you were the only one that seemed was willing to invest in, in your in your music. And uh, one of yeah, the- Yeah, man. Even now. Shit. <laughs> like, ask yourself out of all the rappers that were on that forum, I mean, in any capacity, which one of them are still around, you know? You're right. I don't think... Shit, none of them really. <laughs> none of them. See, and and I say that to ask you this, man. Uh, around this time when you were coming up, uh, we all know who was like the main artist out of Texas that everybody was jamming to, SPM. And my question is, um, how did you manage to create a fan base when this was the time when SPM was just, you know, basically taking over the Hispanic market, but you managed to create a fan base and keep it? You know what, man? I, I don't know that I, I ever really, uh, like what SPM, whenever all that was emerging and he was really popping. I think it was, I caught the tail end of his career, you know, the tail end of right before he went to prison or whatever. I was kind of coming up right prior to that. You know, I was coming up right at the end of that or whatever. But, I, you know, I don't think that I ever really just cared about what anybody else was doing. I, I, I As a youngster, you know, I would compete and compare, but I didn't care per se. Like, I didn't really, like, Go, oh, you know, I want to sound like a streamer. I want to take a stance because I knew that was unrealistic. All I know is for me, my goal was always to like put me further. And I, you know, looking back at a younger me, and, and if I could go back in time and talk to a younger version of me, I would definitely, you know, school myself on, you know, not, not knowing, not thinking you know everything. Because I did feel like there was a period of time where I felt I knew everything. I felt like because I knew my approach was different, yeah. that, you know, uh, that I stood out. But man, bro, to be honest with you, the only real reason why I stood out was because I wasn't really trying to compete with the SPMs of the world. Nothing against SPM. He's obviously the most successful Hispanic artist to ever come out of Texas uh, in regards to popularity and just cultural impact. And I respect that. But I always looked at people like, you know, Eminem, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and I would look at their graphics and I would look at their artwork. I would look at their approach and I would always try to pattern what I would do after them. So my standard was always what was at the peak of everything. So if I would see a, 
Little Wayne CD cover, I would literally send the CD cover, the artwork to my graphic designer and say, hey, I want something to look exactly like this or as close as possible. The only thing is, is that I'm a short stubby. And, 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 and another thing that also stood out about you is you never really labeled yourself as a Hispanic artist. It was always just an artist. And I think that's that's one of the things that hurts a lot of artists trying to come up or that were trying to come up at the time. They were labeling, you know, I'm a Hispanic rapper and didn't really manage to do nothing with it. And that's one thing I never, I don't think I ever heard you, you know, just say I'm a Hispanic rapper. It was, I'm, I'm an artist. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain extent. I didn't necessarily come out and say I'm a Latin rapper. I'm a Mexican rapper, but I did take enough pride and I did acknowledge it enough to where people knew that that's what I was. People yeah. knew that that's what I was doing. And I felt that in, in that time frame, in that period of time, whenever I was looking at the landscape of the music business, uh, it was important for me to acknowledge it. And I think, it, it, and honestly, I wish I would have keyed in on it a little bit more because I think one of the reasons why some of your videos got as many views as they did is because you did incorporate Mexican in your name. So I don't think that it was ever a negative thing. It's just how... Uh, Hispanic rappers were were being translated in, you know, because you had SPM, you had Baby Bash, you had Little Rob, you had a lot of the, those artists, and people were just kind of mixing us mm -hmm. up, and then, oh, well, they're just that. But I try to always, you know, do music with people like Royce the Five Nine, Chino XL, Crooked Eye, uh, you know, whoever was was kind of not the order, because I wanted people to know, like, okay, you know, Smooth Vegas doing something completely different than everybody else. Yeah, you know? and definitely, you definitely were, but. As far as music, music is not the only thing you do, correct? Nah, man. I've been, I've been motherfucking hustling the world the last few years. <laughs> so I'm like um, fucking pinky in the brain, bro. <laughs> so I mean, obviously, I know about this stuff because, um, like I said, I've been knowing you for the longest. Um, so you have a company called Premier Life. Yes, you Premier Life Experience is actually the name, man. Uh, formed the company. I was executing contracts in 2015 under the name. I launched the company in 2016, and now we've been running, uh, going on year two, man, officially as a public company. And uh, it's, you know, I'm actually in LA right now in regards to the company. I mean, I know with some, some of, some of the, you know, one of the biggest agencies in the nation, and just being able to to mingle and uh, talk to these people and kind of put myself in position, the company in position to to grow and expand. Uh, yeah, bro, it's a, it's a fucking, it's crazy, you know. And and before Premiere Live, you had a total pandemonium. It was it was the same, basically the same thing, correct? Up to a certain extent, I think uh, what we did with Total Pandemonium in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, is we took, uh, you know, kind of like that you got served, uh, World of Dance, you know, America's Best Dance Crew format, and we had you know these uh, you know these these young kids that had no platform and we gave them that platform. But I would say that everything Premier Live is, that, that's the origin of Premier Live is Total Pandemonium. Dude, I broke attendance and revenue records. That, that shit really fucking changed my life. It made me realize who I was, how valuable I was and what I could do with what I had because a lot of you guys, you know, the guys that came up with me and some of the guys that came up with my career, they would always give me credit and they would always tell me, hey, man, what you're doing is different. Your approach is different. You promote different. And I never really understood it. I knew that I was doing things a little bit different, but I didn't really understand it until I started doing Total Pandemonium and I started seeing the, the numbers come in because one of the knocks on my career early on was that I was so internet-driven and everybody else was still on the streets hustling TDs at the flea markets and at the swap meets. And whenever I came out and I just busted out and started doing Total Pandemonium, it was a big 
you know, to me, it was a big middle finger to a lot of the critics that would say, oh, he's just an internet guy, right? Because yeah. back then, that was bad. Now, that's a great thing. I came out, man, I put up all these numbers, started having 1,300 kids on my show, 1,400 kids on my show, paying 15 bucks a head, you know, you know, I'm getting, you know, the door percentages at the time, like, I was making at one point, you know, $12,000 a night off of these shows, bro. And, you know, no one in the area at that time was making that type of money. So you can imagine a 22-year-old version of me getting that much money in my lap. You know, I was fucking reckless. I was, that's when I started kind of thinking, oh, man, you know, I'm on to something. Now, fast forward to 2015, 2016, 2017 to now, Premier Live is essentially a company that was formed because as an artist, you know, I didn't get a lot of gigs like that. Bro. I, I would get gigs, but I wasn't getting the phone calls to be on the big shows. And then whenever I would get calls from the big shows, it was basically predicated on money. It was never predicated on skill. It was never predicated on what I can bring to the table versus, you know, hey, can you buy on? You know, can you, can you pay to perform or whatever? And I was frustrated because, you know, you have a lot of respect for me, but not everybody has that same level of respect for me. Not everybody saw what I was doing. Not everybody believed in what I was doing. Not everybody thought that, you know, not everybody knew me. Yeah. So it's like, they didn't know what I was doing. Like, so I just got frustrated. I started seeing the landscape. I was like, bro, like, I know I could do this. I know I could do it at a high level. And I want to be able to give back to the to the scene, you know, and, and, and this is a way to do it. And then at the same time, you know, assert myself in this industry, bro. The reality is people like us don't get opportunities, man. You know, you very rarely see any minorities in position across the board, whether it be at venues, whether it be at these agencies. So for me, like being uh, Hispanic, being Mexican, uh, I'm very, very, very prideful of that. I'm very aware of that. So it's like, there's not enough of us representing us on that level. And so uh, that, that in addition to working with national acts, working on tours, working on, we're doing venues. And like I said, just kind of adding on to the repertoire of what I actually do, bro. You know, people try to call me a promoter now, which is fucking crazy. Like, I can't stand that word. Such a negative fucking word to use with me. That's like calling me a fucking cheap poker. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't call me a fucking promoter, bro. Like, I want to immediately take a shower the moment somebody calls me a promoter. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is such an ugly word because I do so much more than that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I, I to me, I'm, I just, ha I'm a guy that knows a whole lot of everything that just happens to promote you. A businessman. Yeah, man, call me an entrepreneur, bro. Don't call me a fucking promoter, bro. Please don't call me that. But I kid it. Like, I don't get too fucking offended by it. Whenever like, I meet people, like, hey, you're the promoter. I'm like, nah, that's, nah, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, so. Like, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, it's like, for real, bro. Like, just because you fucking, I don't know, man. I can't think of a good analogy, but you know what I'm saying, bro. You know what I'm saying? I got you. So um, as far as um, Premier Live goes and Total Pandemonium, when you were when you were starting to be a promoter, now nah, when you were starting to put this together, um, yes, I was just gonna say I'm about to cut the conversation <laughs> off. <laughs> 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 what, what, what what was the what was the first major artist or major event you booked, and and how did that go for you? Well, you know, if you want to start from the very beginning, when I did Total Pandemonium in February 2008, the first artist I ever booked was Frankie J, which is now about to be 10 years ago. And when I booked Frankie J, we did two shows in one night. It's a long story. We ended up uh, doing a total of 2,200 tickets that one day, and the show grossed over $30,000. So that was the first national act I ever booked. And he was a kind of already at the talent of his popularity as well. So I knew right then and there that I was on to something. I went on to book a few more guys recently. Uh, but when you get to now, you know, Premier Live, you know, I've had an opportunity to work with a fucking number of guys. And I mean, I'm talking about, you know, 
past, present, some of the guys that are coming up in the future. You know, I work with Joanna Lucas, did a free show with him before he was signed to Atlantic. You know, I work with A Boogie with the hoodie, Cap G, you know, some of the newer guys. Uh, but I've also worked with some of the, you know, the older guys, bro. I've worked regionally, Camilla there, Bun B, Scarface, uh, Paul Moore, Trick Truth, you talk about, you know, on a, on a national level, you know, John Rowe, Shanti, The Game, Genuine. Uh, I've worked with Camera, Joel Santana, Immortal Technique, uh, Atmosphere, Brother Ali, Tino Excel, uh, King Crooked. You know, we've worked with uh, just bro, name the dog. I mean, we've worked with a number of people. You know, I'm about to do this run with Dave East, Royce the Five Nine. Uh, uh, like I said, I mean, I've worked with uh, so many different people, bro, and I'm continuing to work with people. I've been part of a lot of the shows. You know, with both of Harmony, Crazy Bone, you name it, man. Like, I've had an opportunity to really mingle with people. I've really got an opportunity like, for people to know who I am. And it's interesting, though. Like, the level of respect that, that people have for me and towards me based off of what I do now is so different than when I was just a rapper or just an artist. Like, yeah. The game's changed. You know what I mean? Yes, it has, man. And, um, Say, out of all these events you've put together, man, you know, you just talked about them. Uh, which one has been your your most favorite event out of all of them? Bro, that's a tough question. That's like asking me which one is my favorite kid. You know, like, <laughs> I got three kids. I don't know which one's my favorite. It all depends on the day. <laughs> I would say, I would say Scarface was a big show for me because that was the first show that I did under, under Premier Live in Dallas. And I feel like Dallas was always kind of like a, a neighbor. Dallas <laughs> You know, being from Fort Worth and not being from Dallas, per se, it was kind of in a situation where you got to prove yourself. The first one I did there, that made me specific. I, I sold it out. That was an awesome, awesome show. Uh, plus, Scarface is one of my favorite of all time. I would probably say my favorite show that I've ever done is, man, that's such a tough question. It's a damn good question. Come back to it later. <laughs> No, genuine, genuine House of Blues is probably one of my top favorite shows because I saw that House of Blues. Uh, nobody thought that show was going to do what it did. I knew from the very beginning that show was going to do well, and and it was just a great show. So yeah, that's probably one of my favorite ones. Dude, I, I love proving people wrong. That's yeah. you know, whenever they said you can't and you do it, put it and in their face. You know, you're the difference. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're the difference because those two shows that I just named, like genuine, had played at. Glass Cactus in, in Dallas a few months prior to my show where he did some club gig and it just didn't do that good. And then when I came out and we did uh, my show, we did, you know, 1,600 plus. So, 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 you know, I know. I, like I said, I've been knowing you for over 10 years, man, and I, and I know how passionate you are about this music shit. So it's, 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 it's kind of cool, man, to know somebody, you know, create, a company like Premier Live to give up and coming artists a chance to you know open up for these big name you know artists out there right now. Um, so let me ask you this though, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Scoremore, correct? I mean, you have to be. I mean, hold on. What was the question? Again? I'm sorry about that, bro. I got I got sidetracked for a second. Nah, you're good. Uh, I was asking that uh, you're familiar with Scoremore, right? I mean, it's. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm 100% familiar with those guys. How do you feel like Premier Live compares to Scoremore, and do you feel like they're competition? You know, that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that, because nobody ever has the balls to ask me about that. You know? Uh, I don't necessarily view them as competition. Like, I've seen what they've done with their platform, and 
you know, to be honest with you, they've paved the way for the region, you know, in terms of hip-hop promotion. Uh, they've done a great job with what they've done. I've actually know several of the guys over there. I've worked with some of those guys. But I think in the beginning, when I started forming Premier Live, within the first few months, we did a co-promotion together, which that actually benefited me because they put their name next to Premier Live uh, when they didn't have to. Uh, you know, and I, I would say now, I, there was a period of time where, yeah, of course, I would watch what they would do and I would see what they would do because up to this point, they've been, you know, the reference of how to do it. But it got to the point where, like, like uh, just like anything that I've ever done with music or anything else that I've ever done, like, I can't, I can't base what I do off of what another person does or what they're doing. And in this case, Premier Live is has to pave its own way, bro. We're gonna have to do the little things that make us different, and uh, that's what we're working on, man. So I mean, I got respect for them, but I definitely don't view them as competition so much uh, because we also work in a whole different manner. We do completely different things, and uh, yeah, I mean, more power to them. I mean, they're. they're they're doing the festivals right now. They're killing the festival game, and we haven't tapped into that. So it's like right now, bro, this is like comparing a fucking Taco Bell food chain to a fucking taqueria at the corner. Okay. You, know, fucking, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But hey, but you know, it's not going to the corner go fucking hard as fuck, bro, so don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. We could have our success, and I don't want to undermine what we're doing, bro, because we're doing some amazing things, and and like I said, I mean, I'm sure that line will may work again, but uh, right now that's not that's not on my mind. Right now, what's on my mind is put the company uh, to be the best that it can be in the form that it is, and God willing, that's what happens, bro. It's, that's God first, man. That's one thing that I've always learned, and I'm not even that big of a religious person, but that is that is one of the things that I you know I live by. God, God always first, and everything else will work itself out uh, one step at a time. So uh, let me ask you this, Smooth. Out of all these events you've put together, man, they ha you have to have some crazy stories. You, you got any story in particular you want to share with us? Yes, bro. I got crazy stories for days, bro. I've seen some fucking fans act a fool. I've seen people act a fool at these events. Uh, you know what? I sh I'll share the story about the game. You know, whenever I, we, we did the show with the game, uh, the documentary, uh, his manager, Wack 100, is everything that he says he is, man. And, yeah, he, like, flipped the fuck out on me backstage and was trying to, like, beat me up because I don't, I don't even fucking remember. It was probably because we didn't fucking have chicken in his tacos. Fuck, he was just going <laughs> fucking, fucking dumb the fuck out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I look back on it and I laugh now because it's not really, like, none of this shit's serious to me in the sense of, like, you're going to wake up the next day and do it all over again. You know, I remember I did a show with Joe Budden. I did a tour with Joe Budden. The podcast king. Right, <laughs> fucking everyday struggle. Yeah, I did, I did uh, eight shows with this guy in fucking eighteen months, and I remember when I did the show uh, in San Antonio. I was in the I was in the hotel lobby, and he fucking screamed at me, bro. And I remember I felt like shit when he screamed at me. I was so upset, bro. I went to get something to eat afterwards, and I just remember going like, "Yo, does this cat like not really know what I do or what I can do or what eventually I will do?" And then you know, you just gotta reframe it, be like, you know what? artists and people like that they get in their feelings they get in their situation but they're people like us you know what I mean so yeah. I, I didn't really take it too serious it's just kind of funny bro you know like <laughs> when I look back I'm like yeah I've been screamed at by a few rappers in my life you know <laughs> uh, well shit hey man um I just want to say thank you for taking the time to do this interview with us man you're actually the first person that we, we have on the podcast uh, man, doing interviews bro, man hey, that's such an honor bro I appreciate you guys letting me be the first person on bro like, 
It means a lot to me, you know what I'm saying? Hey, and but before we let you go, uh, any projects coming up in 2018 that you want to tell the people? Man, you know what? I mean, I, I'm, I'm steady putting out music, you know, so I'm like the fucking groundhog of fucking rap music right now. Like, I'll pop up every so often, bro. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm going to put out more music. You know, you know that that'll come as it comes. And then outside of that, bro, you know, uh, shit, I mean, you know, we're working on more shows to my live experience. Dot com, log on to the website for Mayor Live. Uh, we got a show coming up in Houston on January 23rd with Day East, uh, Dallas on January 24th, and then January 26th in San Antonio, Texas. We should be doing some more shows towards the end of the year with uh, Hopson and a few other guys. And, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll figure it out. Hey, let me, um, social media, tell people where to follow you at. Uh, it's at Premier Live underscore EXP. Uh, that's pretty much across the board. But, man, look, bro. Y'all, y'all keep on doing y'all's thing. Do not give up. This is only the beginning. I'm honored to be the first guest on your show. And do me a thing, bro. Uh, whenever you need me, whenever you want to do it again, let's do it again, bro. You know, oh, we'll, we'll bring you back. Away. Yeah, dude, we'll do a fucking hour and a half next time. We'll call it the fucking Smooth Boss Show. You know what I mean? I don't know. Goddamn shit. You know what I'm saying? All right, so, man. Well, shit. Um, what's up, bro? Appreciate you coming through one more time, man. And, uh... You know, keep doing your thing, stay blessed, man, and make 2018 your bitch again. Man, I I hope it is, bro. I really do, man. You know, steady trying to flex on the gram, like I'm really doing some major shit. But <laughs> you know, I'm just an everyday dude, like everybody else. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever want people to think that I'm bigger than the game because the game is what made me who I am. You know? Already, man. With shit, ladies and gentlemen, that was Smooth Vega, Funky Town, Murderworth, Mister Eight One Seven. Eight One Seven. It's going down. Oh, man, thank you, bro. That was Smooth Vega from Fort Worth, Texas, Funky Town, 817, man. I've been knowing my boy for for quite some time, man. It's crazy how um we we started this friendship on on the forums. You ever get in the forums back in the day? Uh nah, bro. I remember you telling me about them though. Yeah, like every every website had a forum. I remember we were on the Dope House forum, the Chingo Bling, Lucky Luciano, and um it was when I got on there, I didn't have shit. I just wanted to be a rapper. I didn't have nothing to show. And he was one of the first people to show me support. And uh, we just, you know, built a friendship. And uh, one time I wanted a song, I hit him up. And uh, he did a verse for me, got me uh, a hook from Louis Evil, which he's, he's pretty big as well out there in Fort Worth, Texas. Shout out to that boy Louis. And um, he also got me hooked on uh, with, with uh, Snow the Product. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard that track that a guy with Snow the Product. What's the name uh, of that track, bro? Got These Haters Mad. That's right. That's right. Y'all go look for that. This bitch has got over 200,000 hits on the YouTube, man. It's it's all because of Snow, too. Ain't nobody give a fuck about me. Shout out to Snow. The Snow. lovely Snow. How beautiful. We, we're we're going to have her on the podcast pretty soon as well, so you guys tune into that. Um, let me ask you this, man, since we're in this, everybody that we just mentioned is, is a Hispanic artist. Uh, why do you think, uh, it's so hard for Hispanic artists to, to make a mark? Like, I feel like after SPM, very little Hispanic or Mexican artists at that have, have made any significant name for themselves. I don't know. That's, that's very hard, bro. At, at least in the rap game, um. I mean, because if you think of a big name of a Latin rapper right now, it'd probably have to be like Baby Bash. But I mean, 
Yeah, but I mean, he hasn't really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess after yeah, after his PM went to jail, Baby Bash started doing his thing. But yeah, in the rap game, because as far as singing, you got Frankie J and yeah, shit Frank like and that. Jay, exactly. You know, he he Pitbull and shit. But well, Pitbull used to rap. You ever listen to Pitbull when he used to rap? Nah. Haters in the club, back up, go diggers, back up. Back. Nah, I'm gonna have to dig that up. I've never heard of that. Uh, he used to rap. Uh, he he actually even put out a, a mixtape with Chingo Bling. You ever heard that mixtape? I had no idea. Yeah, he used to rap, and then um, this pop shit just worked for him, and he stuck to it and still at it, man. He's been going strong uh, ever since Kulo. Right, exactly. Kulo. I, I like his stuff, um, but what I really, really like about Pitbull stuff is actually the behind-the-scenes stuff that people don't are unaware of, you know what I'm saying, as far as his productions and stuff, because I know playing skills played a big role in some of his productions, and it's kind of like the samples they used and... Uh, uh, the stuff I wouldn't necessarily call it biting, but I would say reviving because they take a lot of old stuff and kind of juice it up, and you know it becomes Pitbull's music. Yeah, he's he's I like Pitbull, man. He's he's pretty good. I just I don't know. But um, yeah, to get back with uh, to what you were talking about, I don't know. That's that's a good question, bro. Like um, in the rap game, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say as far as because because artists will get somewhere up in the ranks but they don't seem to maximize i think the problem is we're what they call crabs in a bucket notice every every artist uh, always talks about you know be, us being latinos we should help each other out and blah 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 but reach out to any of these people that say this they're gonna try to charge like two thousand three thousand dollars for a verse so what happened to this we got to help each other out shit when you know goddamn well it's it's hard to just give a motherfucker two thousand dollars, and then they don't even it, say you pay them. They don't even help you promote this stuff. Very true. So it's like everybody's like feel like you, you're on your own, and and you, remember back in like two thousand five when the franchise boy came out, they had a little bow wow. Uh, I mean, we don't even got to go that back back that far. DJ Cali, he has Ludacris. He would have Little Wayne. You have everybody that was hot on tracks. And it, I, I'm, I don't know how they worked it, but I'm sure it was kind of like, you do this for me, I do this for you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, he had everybody and their mama that was hot on the same track, everybody helping each other out. You, and then at the time, they had like the Latin mic pass and shit that was trying to help each other out. But all that shit was bullshit, a whole bunch of fake shit. To go back to, uh, real quickly, to DJ Khaled, and, you know, you made a very good point because I'm pretty sure... I mean, I'm pretty sure there was some money on the table, and then once you break everything down and everybody gets their royalties and stuff, I think that's kind of the way that they would form those those alliances for for that specific track. Because you know, the tracks are blowing up. They got a whole a whole bunch of good artists on one song. It's all being produced by one guy. Once it's all you know, everything's off the table, and you start looking in the royalties and your ASCAP and your BMI royalties. That's where you, that's where they make. I think they maximize on that. Not only that, but the record sales also. Yeah. And you know, I don't know. It's, it's crazy, crazy how they combine, you know, uh, their talent. And and, th- and then I guess we really don't have that much. Uh, they go people gonna hate me for this, but we really don't have equivalent talent like that in the Hispanic market with rap. And I know a lot of people say, oh, it's because you don't hear the underground. Oh, I hear the underground, but 
It's the same bullshit, especially in Houston. The thing about the Houston underground market, uh, as far as Latinos, dog, is they can't seem to stay out of fucking trouble, bro. And that's what burns them in the end. Yeah, they can't stop talking about swinging and banging, pulling fours. Well, not only that, I mean, yeah, the, the music becomes very repetitive, but half the motherfuckers that do release an album end up going to the fucking and spending fed time, you know what I'm saying? And when they get out, they go right back to the same lifestyle. And I, I understand it could be difficult to get out of a lifestyle like that, but, I mean, if you're making money and you're pushing your product and you're getting somewhere, you you got you to gotta figure out how to stay alive, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, see, I remember back uh, when I used to listen to SPM a lot, uh, it was Shut Em Down Records was around. Uh, obviously, Dope House, uh, Dundee Records. And it seemed all of them were somehow on each other's albums. Yeah, yeah. So they were all keeping each other... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, they were keeping each other in the scene. Uh, not really the word I was looking for, but they were keeping each other in the scene, uh, featuring each other. Well, I think a lot of things, uh, one thing that a lot of people don't realize is Shut Em Down, uh, Dope House, everybody that was collaborating at that time was the majority uh, from either uh, the south side of Houston or the southeast. And then you had people like uh, Lucky Luciano that's from the north side and uh, Coast from the north side. Um, Shout out to my boy Coast. So, you know, you had all these collaborations, but they were all basically one large barrio, you know what I'm saying, if you want to call it that. It, so they, you know, they kept it tight. They kept it unlocked and, you know, they yeah. try to help each other out. But see, uh, one thing that people don't realize about Shut Em Down Records, why they, they stopped hearing uh, things about them is because the majority of those guys ended up going to prison later on, and, you know. Sin, villain. Villain. Bing, still in jail. Hey, man, he's... Well, he uh, in there for life, man. Yeah, he's a lifer. Uh, what, what was what was the other cat's name? There's uh, one Ike. more guy. Ike. Big Ike. Yes. Shout out to Ike, man. What's up, bro? Um, big Flake used to go off, man. I was a big fan of Flake. That's one person that I do not know uh, what where where he's at now or man, what he's like, doing. Man, oh, I thought you meant you didn't know. I was like, hold on. No, I mean, like, I don't know what happened to him at all. Like, um, not that long ago, I was on YouTube and I was listening to a Lucky Luciano track, and on the related topics videos or whatnot, he popped up with the track that was uploaded in 2016. It still it still sounds good, man. But again, it's just the lack of promotion with Latin artists that that keeps uh, keeps us unheard of. I think I think what hurts the market too is a little bit of segregation, man. Because you got Cali doing their thing with Chicano rap, uh, and there's I think there's not enough collaborations between the two. And then you know when you think about Chicano rap, you think about either California or 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 Texas Chicano rap. Uh, from Houston, but you don't really think about a lot of other major cities that are key players in, in some of this. And, and another thing is, you know, how we had Smooth Vega on here talking about um, sometimes we, we need to get out of our comfort zone, so to speak. Everybody wants to feature Lucky Luciano. Everybody wants to feature uh, Chingo Bling. But you got people like Smooth Vega that were trying to get their name out there and would feature Chino XL. Um, they would, fe- you know, they would work. Not not just on music, but with his shows, had Joe Budden, The Game. Um, I believe he was, at one point, putting a show together with Nas. Um, it, it's it's to make it look more, like, how do I say this? So you don't look like everybody else. Because everybody else is featuring Lucky. Everybody else is working with Juan Gotti. Everybody else is working. And, and then you have people that do something out of the ordinary, that work with Immortal Technique. Um, 
You familiar with Immortal Technique? Actually, no, nah, bro, I'm not. Man, you, you, Dancing with the Devil. Look, that's the first track you need to listen to. I'm going to I'm gonna have to bring a tab out here because you're bringing up all this good stuff that I'm not aware of that I'm going to have to start looking into. Yeah, Immortal Technique is dope, though. That's first song I was introduced to was Dancing with the Devil, and that song is crazy. It's about 10 minutes long, but it's worth it. Golly. Um... I think I think one thing too that hurts them is is everything being kind of repetitive in the same style all the way around except for a couple a couple guys in Coast one of them that has Coast like, is on a whole other level exactly it's it's uh, lyricism you know is is crazy and that's what some people don't care for lyricism honestly some people don't but GT's on a whole other level man GT's cool GT's GT cool. Garza shit is dope it's it's kind of up there with all the other similar shit but he has a sick ass delivery. You know who has crazy vocals? Uh, he's a he's a new kid. Well, he's not a kid, but he's he's a new guy, and uh, his name is Chinese. Never so, heard of him. So shout out to my boy Chino, and uh, he has an album called The King of Hearts, and it's it's a crazy mix of of kind of like country soul rap. Uh, some of it's gangster as fuck, uh, and then you got your your soft love songs too. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy, man. I, I I highly suggest you you take a listen to that. But um, the delivery that he gives and the style that he has is way different compared to anything else that's on the market right now. So he shines through, you know what I'm saying? Because it's different. Well, man, shout out to all the Latin artists, man. Y'all keep doing y'all's thing, um, and really help each other out. Don't just claim you're gonna help each other out and then fucking turn your back on your own people, thinking you're gonna. Thinking you're better than them or whatnot. We, we're in this shit together and we got to help each other out when it comes to, you know, working in this industry because don't nobody else got our back. I want to send a real quick shout out to my boy Manic. Shout out to Manic Beats, man. That dude right now is like making crazy moves in the music industry and uh, changing things around for, uh, for, for Houston uh, Latino rap. All right, man. So um, before we get out of here, man, we want to send everybody into the weekend in a good mood. Uh, we have DJ Erex put together another mix for us. Uh, they'll be coming up here shortly. Uh, before we get out, uh, make sure you guys add us on our social media pages at JVAS Show. That's J V A Z Show S H O W. That's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, make sure you check out the website at uh, www.djvassshow.com. And uh, we are Actually, I know on the last podcast, I said we had country night coming up on Tuesday. I was wrong. It's actually Tejano night. Um, so we're going to have a, a little Tejano music. Uh, we put a, put a mix together. We are going to go on Facebook Live and interact with people and take their requests. That's right. That's right. Uh, if you guys have any questions, any requests, or uh, want to give us a shout out, make sure you send us an email on info at thejvastshow.com. And like I said, we want to interact with you guys. So when we go live on Facebook, uh, send us a shout out or call in so you can come out on the podcast and give out your uh, shout out to whoever you're trying to shout out or whatnot. The phone number is 979-429-5887. And um, before we go into this weekend mix, I want to give a big birthday shout out to my brother-in-law, Oscar. Uh, I think he turned 21 again. Damn. Again. Take him out drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, we, we might go out somewhere Saturday, but uh, happy birthday to my brother, Oscar. Happy birthday, player. And um, you ready for this mix? Really quickly, I just want to thank everybody that's tuning in, and uh, you guys be sure to, subscri- uh, to subscribe. Yeah, make sure you subscribe and rate the podcast, whether it's on uh, iTunes or Google Play or TuneIn or even SoundCloud. 
Um, we haven't put out any YouTube videos yet. We're still trying to work, figure out how to work the whole angles and the camera stuff. Uh, but we will have videos up pretty soon on the page as well. Uh, any last words before we jump into this mix? Uh, shit. Let's go Texans. Go Texans. Deshaun Watson, baby. <laughs> Patriots going to win the Super Bowl, though. Let's go. DJ E-Rex on the J-Fast Show. It's going down. Man. What's the damn deal? To the Baptist here. <laughs> Bust out a freestyle or what? Let's see what he puts together today. It's Friday night. Damn and right. I feel alright. It's Friday night. And I feel alright. It's Friday night. And I feel alright. It's Friday night. I feel alright You know it ain't no stopping All the dogs I'm dropping It's Friday night so everything is popping I got skin to spin on the hand So let the games begin Yakety yak Don't talk back or a song Calling up girl on the car phone Mac 10 just got out of court Rolling through the hood in the super sport Rubbing too short 18 got the rear view mirrors vibrating And deep dish dating You know this how the kind of beats I used to like to it but the floss Overcrowded Harrison Ross Cause if you fuck with us We leave scores I think what I enjoy about these is uh Living like stars Might the old school drums On the Vegas run Food cause it's Friday Oh yeah Throw your neighborhood in the air If you don't care Oh yeah, throw your neighborhood in the air If you don't care Standing outside on a Friday living on the edge Cause we all got them hard heads It seems like we all are waiting for the drive-by Playing tag with Satan, but we chilling Yeah, we ready and willing You hear about the latest West Side killing Fody sipping, set tripping, foe dipping Pistol gripping, never slipping BG's trying to hang out but OG said, take your little ass in the house. My big homie just got out. Used to be down, now he's just cracked out. He was about as hard as Darth Vader. In a sweatshirt, khakis, and Chuck Taylors. Just seen him in the driveway. Getting beat like a You ever had some Chuck Taylors? Oh, yes, sir. Throw your neighborhood in the air. You? Nah. If you don't care. That's what Cortez, though. Throw your neighborhood in the air. I love Cortez. Yeah, that is shit. I wonder what the clubs were like back in the day, like in the in the in the hood. You ain't wanna go, bro. Hell no. Fuck around, get shot. Uh oh. Sending you guys into the weekend with some gangster shit. E-Rex trying to get somebody shot, bro. My nigga turn that shit up. yeah, we hooking back up. And when they bang this in the club, baby, you got to get up. Thug niggas, drug dealers, yeah, they giving it up. Low life, yo life, boy, we living Snoop Lion, what he calls himself now, Snoop Lion? I think he took that back. It was Snoop Lion, but I think now he's Snoop Dogg again. Snoop Dogg. Step up in this motherfucker just to swing in my hair. Bitch, quit talking, quit walk if you're down with the sick. Take a bullet with some dick and take this dope on this jet. Out of town, put it down. For the father of rap And if your ass get cracked Bitch shut your trap Come back Get back That's the part of success If you believe in the ass You'll be relieving the stress Oh shit
It's the motherfucking D.R.E. Dr. Dre, motherfucker. You know I'm mobbing with the D-O-double-G. Straight off the fucking streets of CBT. King of the beach, you ride to him in your fleet. Whoop, the field rolling on dubs. How you feel, whoop-de-whoop, nigga, what? Dre and Snoop chronic down in the lag. With Doc in the back, sipping on yak. Clipping the strap, dipping through hood. Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood. Damn, that was 17 years ago. 18 years ago. Oh, I didn't even pay no mind to that, actually. Puro pinche Nate Dog. Huh? Puro pinche Nate Dog. Nate Dog. Uh-oh, I can hear some of that, uh... That was Louisiana, wasn't it? Yeah, that was Louisiana. That was, uh, No Limit. I think that dude's name is Chopper. Yeah. Chopper Styles. Yeah. Who they want? Chopper Styles. Chop, chop, chop us out. Chopper Styles. She want chop, chop. She want chop, chop. She want chop, chop. It's crazy how music has changed, man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's wild how uh, production has changed too a lot. I don't think I ever really jammed to any of these music. What do you mean? Like none of this was from our playlist so far. Oh, okay. Man, I should jam the fuck out of this, but I was in band, so that's mostly why. Playing the flute to this. Playing the what? Flute? The flute? <laughs> nah, I love the, uh, the gritty brass, bro. That's like my shit. You know those guys were recently in a uh, in Clear Lake. Chopper style. Yep. Yep. At Club Remix. Oh shit! This is when I used to go to the club. Roxy. Ladies' night. They had lingerie night. Freaky Fridays. Freaky Fridays had the booty contest. Oh, there was this. There was this girl. I think she was Hispanic. Red hair with a big ass. She would always go up there. But I don't think she would win that much. There was always bigger bootier bitches that would win. Oh, she'd be out there dancing? Yeah. I know my, my first trip to the, to the Roxy was actually with your ass. I don't know if you remember. Uh, it was a long time. It was somebody's birthday. I went with Lalo, though. Lalo was there? Yeah, Lalo was there. It was probably Myron's birthday then. I don't think so. I don't think. But anyways, this girl, we used to always see her at Roxy, and then one day we ran into her at the Dove Car Show. And I was like, "Fuck it, we go talk to her." And I was like, "Hey, we need a girl for a video. You were down?" Turned you down? <laughs> nah, she was down. But 
uh, what's his name? Ernest. It was Ernest's video. Hello. Party B, boy. Hello, bitch. You can fuck with me if you wanted to. These expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the score, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose, and I'm quick. Cut a nigga off, so don't get comfortable. Look, I don't dance now, I make money move. Say, I don't gotta dance, I make money move. If I see you now, that means I don't fuck with you I'm a boss to a worker, bitch I make bloody moves Now she say she gon' do what a who? Let's find out and see Cardi B You know where I'm at You know where I be You in the club Just to party I'm there, I get paid a fee I be in and out them bend so much I know they tired of me Honestly, don't give a fuck about who in front of me Drop two mixtapes in six months Well, bitch, working as hard as me I don't bother with these hoes Don't let these hoes bother me They see pictures, they say ghosts Bitch, I'm who they trying to be Look, I might just chillin' some babe Cardi, Cardi be kinda cute, man I like her little goofy attitude She's, a, she's pretty I just, I don't like the, the ratchet shit It's not, it's not that good Heard of me, got a bag and fix my teeth. Hope you hoes know it ain't cheap. And I pay my mama bills. I, I wonder what her teeth look like before. Think these hoes be mad at me, they baby probably had like a gap or some shit. Probably did she talk about fixing them, huh? Right. If you wanted to, these expensive, these is red bottoms, these is bloody shoes. Hit the store, I can get them both. I don't wanna choose, and I'm quick. Cut a nigga off, so don't get comfortable. Look. Didn't you mention something earlier today about Cardi rising up in the billboards on the charts? She surpassed Beyonce. Damn, it's crazy. It's nuts. Pipe it up. 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 I walk in the club just to pipe it up. I stand on the stage and I pipe it up. Get a regular hotel, I pipe it up. Buy a band and I pipe it up. Pipe it up. Damn one. I see dab on Pipe it up, pipe it up I used to hate dabbing, bro, I hated it I walk in the club just to pipe it up I stand on the stage and I, I pipe it, was it wack, up man. I can't help but do it now Then one day I just started dabbing Pipe it up, pipe it up, pipe it up Now I'm a, a dab at it I walk in the club just to pipe it up She was a basic bitch till I piped her up I'm just doing my dab, I call it the pipe it up Damn. They know that I'm having blue Benjamins They know I'm on top of the pyramid Dude, they know my dab called it the pipe it up All this dab a nigga dripping Damn. Call mine the look it up The look it up Piped up with your bitches Piped up, fuck it up, you know what I'm saying? Piped up, piped up, new edition When a nigga start talking shit, got a pipe for the ammunition Yo bitch walking around piped up, when she see me, she blowing kisses Feeling like Aladdin, quiver the genie, I grant your whole three wishes You know I do magic, quiver who did it, I touch the pack and get it missing I don't wanna hit that don't see like a horse, I be ballin' on this Got me 
That perfect weekend shit, man. You know, I couldn't tell you honestly what clubs are out there today. If my life depended on it, bro. I haven't been to a club. I mean, we go to Whiskey River, but besides that, I haven't been to like a hip hop club in forever. You're right, you're right. Whiskey River, Wild West. Those really ain't. Clubs, though, isn't they? Nah, they're they're. I, I wouldn't call them a club, but last club I went to was probably Drink Houston, and it sucks because it's not coming back. Nah. Damn you, Harvey! Remember that one time I went to Drink Houston? Cuando? Porcino's birthday, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. <laughs> Shout out to my baby Cino. Shout out. Shout out to everybody that used to go to Drink Houston. R.I.P. to Drink Houston. Hey, I don't forget to hit the line if you want to send a shout out to somebody. Want to request a song? The phone number is 979-429-3887. Repeat that, bro, one more time. 979-429-3887. This shit low key jams though. I don't know what the fuck he's saying, but the beat. I'm vibing, I ain't gonna lie, I'm vibing. The beat and the. Yeah. 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 Yeah
it sounds like I'm jogging and I'm running out of breath. Hey, we over here acting up you know there is one place I do like going to hang out with you guys and that's a club Agave. That place is pretty fucking legit. Agave is dope. We were supposed to get go there for Myra's birthday, but it was shut down for her Hurricane Harvey. Damn you, Harvey. Yeah, fuck you, Harvey. Hashtag Houston Strong. Strong, yeah, she kind of ratchet, but I kind of I like her little dumbass. Like, I like her goofiness. <laughs> I like her dumbass. <laughs> pretty though. pretty though, yeah. She Puerto Rican. Yeah, I'm telling you, or is it, is it Puerto Rican or Dominican? I don't know, she's something, something like that. I think it's Dominican. I'm telling you, though, when I hear put a bag on my teeth or whatever, it makes me wonder what the fuck was up with those teeth, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to have to Google that shit. I'm the Trap Selena. I, yeah, I didn't like that. that actually... It's J-Vaz, Mr. Lucky, and DJ A-Rex on the J-Vaz Show. I... I'm a gorilla in a fucking school. Gonna pull up to the zoo. What's gonna pull up to the zoo? To the zoo, bro. No, no, pull up. Gas what I smoke, nigga. Smoke gas in my dough, jump out the window, nigga. No, you can't get no money, silly ho. Silly ho. I just hit a stain, funny dough. Hey, 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 hey. one time with the dad. Blow this motherfucker, he gon' choke. On the ground, on the floor, so I'll pick him up, take him to the moon, to the fucking thing. I'm riding through New York, skirt, skirt, bike, 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 This shit right here would get me fucking lit. I don't ever say lit. It just came to my mind listening to the other shit, but I ain't never scared. This shit would get me live. I ain't scared. I used to be like headbang with my dreadlocks. JK. Never had long hair. I had a I had a mullet when I was a kid. Oh yeah? Oh maybe a ponytail. It's about the same shit, eh? Sorta. Of. I'm not sure, bro. I never had one. Looking like Funky and Dawn and shit. Like who? Juan Querendon. I ain't never even heard that name in my life. Google it.
Prezi plain Jane, Yamagini chain, rest in peace to my superior. Hermes link a feed a village in Liberia. Huh. TMZ taking pictures, causing my hysteria. Mama see me so, on BT and start tearing up. I'ma start killing niggas. How you get that strike? I attended Harlem picnics where you risk your no. life. Uncle used know, to I'm skim sure. work, selling nicks at night. I was only eight years old watching Damn you, E-Rex. You should have played slob on my knob. Now you got it stuck in my head. I thought that's what it was. Some kind of remix or something. Suicidal thoughts brought to me with no advisory. He was pitching dummies, selling fees, man, ivory. Grandma had the arthritis in her hands. Bad. She was popping pills like rappers in society. I'll fuck your bitch for the irony. I said, meet you at your hoe if your bitch keep eyeing me. Ride with the mob. Hum to our law. Check in with me. And do your job. Erg is the name. Ben Baller did the chain. Torn on for the watch. Prezi plain Jane. Slide with the mob. Hey, come to our law. There it is. Check in with me. There it is. And do your job. Erg is the name. Ben Baller did the chain. Torn on for the watch. Prezi plain Jane. Juicy is my name. There you go. Sex is my game. Let's cover boys. Let me take that back, Erg. Squeeze on my nuts. Thanks, brother. On my butt. The natural curly hair. Please don't touch. First find a mate, second find a place, third find a bag to have the whole face. Real name Grover, I said been over, I started to knock, then came the odor, smelled like mush, shouldn't have a whoosh, told her to stop and take a dish. Once she did that, you're listening to DJ E-Rex. So we're getting you guys into the weekend. Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. If y'all made it all the way to this minute 25 mark, um, make sure you tune in next Tuesday, Tejano Night. We'll also be letting you guys know how to enter the contest to win some Blake Shelton rodeo tickets for the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo. That's right. Uh, Once again, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a good weekend, and we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Later, Gators. Later. Box, though. You run your mouth all the time, but you don't box, though. I'm at that